Welcome to CCAP Across the Maps podcast, What the Health, where we cover a variety of health topics in the form of personal stories and educational episodes. I'm Michael McPhee, and I'll be one of your hosts. I'm Shoba Luxmanarian, and I'll be your other host. For season two, episode one, we will be speaking with the co-founders of CCAP Across the Map, CEO Julian Lever and COO Hunter Ackerley. To learn about their first ever international project launched in July 2020, CCAP in Mexico. This will kick off our season about CCAP across the MAPS initiatives on a domestic and global level. Jillian and Hunter, welcome back. Since this is the official start to season two, we are so excited to talk to you about the inner workings of CCAP across the MAPS initiatives this season, starting with CCAP in Mexico. Can you tell us a little bit about what that project is and how it all got started? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having Hunter and myself back. I think I speak for both of us when I say that we're happy to be here. Uh, So to answer your question, back in June of 2020, uh, we launched our first ever international project alongside our host organization, the TIA Foundation, uh, local doctors from the area, and a brigade of local volunteers in the municipality of Moscota, located in Jalisco, Mexico. Uh, While we were there, we were able to first educate 23 community health workers called promotores about prevention of cervical cancer through vaccination against the human papillomavirus, HPV, and consistent diagnostic screening using an affordable method called visual inspection using acetic acid, VIA. VIA is a cervical cancer screening method where precancerous lesions that are on the cervix turn white when exposed to one of the main ingredients in household vinegar, acetic acid. If no precancerous lesions are present, then the cervix will remain its baseline color and the test is considered a negative result. Now, because the test main ingredient, household vinegar, is largely a very ubiquitous item, this method is often employed in under-resourced areas around the world because it's a more affordable alternative to pap smears and HPV tests. After Hunter and I gave the presentations about HPV and VIA, we then had the health workers get hands-on experience with VIA through the use of pelvic models, which was supervised by local doctors in the region that we were working in. Now, Hunter and I always plan our curriculum, so we first give presentations about the relevant information And then we have the health workers get hands-on experience. So they start building application of the skills that they were taught. We're happy to announce that together, these 23 community health workers now serve approximately 15,000 people in multiple municipalities located near Mascota. We were second able to conduct community consultations with general members of the community about cervical cancer prevention through HPV vaccination And we were so fascinated to find out that approximately 83% of the people we consulted with had actually never heard of the HPV vaccine prior to our encounter, uh, despite the fact that Mexico has an ongoing program that provides HPV vaccines to school-age girls for free. Uh, Many of the people who we spoke with were very interested in getting their daughters and nieces vaccinated. Going more in depth into educating the community health workers, how were you able to ensure the educational curriculum was valuable to them? That's a really great question. Uh, Hunter and I always take the time to conduct impact assessments through pre and post-tests 
for all of our international projects. And that way we can gather a baseline knowledge level for the health workers before our presentations and the knowledge level after our educational curriculum has been presented to them to measure the improvement. For our initial project launch, we found that the health workers had an average of 20% increase in knowledge about HPV and a 40% increase in knowledge about VIA. Uh, we were also able to discern that 80% of the health workers would use VIA in the field and 95% would recommend the use of VIA uh, to another health worker. Then in December, 2020, so later that year, Hunter and I conducted a six month follow-up with half of the health workers we had educated. And we then learned that approximately 64% had educated more than 10 people about HPV since we left, 27% educated between one to five people about HPV, 30% had used VIA on between two to 10 people in the field, 82% had current plans to educate people about HPV and or use VIA in the field, and 100% were interested in continued education with CCAP across the map. And these numbers were extremely encouraging as they showed that our educational platform was useful. Wow, those are really impactful statistics. Can you tell us more about the structure of your international projects? Absolutely. So before any project launch, our team first conducts a needs assessment for the region to determine the areas of greatest need and how we can share our educational materials with the community in the most effective way. In addition to this, we also form regional partnerships, usually with other nonprofits or non-governmental organizations that already do work in the region and are familiar with the community and its needs. This partnership serves as liaison between us at CCAP Across the Map and the community. After we establish these partnerships, we connect with local doctors and community health workers in the region, as our main goal is to share our educational materials and medical equipment resources with those working on the ground to provide care for the community. Once we establish the exact educational content and method of delivery via educational presentations and hands-on practicals for training with all of our partners, we fundraise for traveling and send Jillian and myself to deliver a week-long seminar to the health workers in the region. While we're there, we connect with the local community via health consultations, which may also include free screenings, depending on the established schedule of events with our partners. The last and one of the most important steps in our process is to establish a satellite team consisting of partners and health workers to carry out ongoing initiatives in the region once Jillian and I return home to the States, just in order to ensure reliable and ongoing sustainability to our efforts in the region. Wow, it sounds like a lot of work goes into these projects. When you launched CCAP in Mexico, what was the experience like given it was your first international project as an organization? It was an amazing experience. We learned a lot from working with the TIA Foundation about how to specifically structure a strong and effective program. But not only that, we learned a lot about how to, as an outside organization, work with a region that we're not personally familiar with ourselves. For example, Jillian and myself, we had meetings with the president of Mascota and one of the local clinic coordinators about the needs of the region, and that was an eye-opening conversation. It was information we couldn't have received without those conversations, and that has since informed our efforts in continued education. This was additionally a particularly informative experience as a whole, because as you know, 2020 was the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, 
and a lot of our efforts went into making sure we were taking every precaution necessary to keep everyone healthy and safe, including wearing masks and face shields at all times, and ensuring that appropriate social distancing protocols were being followed. So I have to ask, what was your favorite memory during the CCAP in Mexico launch? There are just so many core memories that I'm so fond of, but uh, speaking candidly, I think my favorite memory was honestly watching the community health workers practice VIA on the pelvic models because seeing them ask questions, practice and improve their technique for use in the field really showed Hunter and myself that all of the hard work from everyone involved was ultimately beyond worth it. Uh, Hunter and I were also extremely thankful to be so kindly welcomed by the community. I, I can seriously say it was such a life-changing experience for both of us. I could not agree more. For me, working side-by-side side with doctors from the region as educators for the community health workers was a really rewarding experience because we went back and forth with the doctors to share knowledge and personal anecdotes, which ultimately strengthened the delivery of the educational content. Forming those connections with dedicated people who serve such a large portion of their community as the main source of healthcare it just really enforced the importance of making sure people have equitable access to vital information about healthcare and resources to support those healthcare needs. Seeing as a project launch was in Mexico, the delivery of the educational materials was of course in Spanish. Who gave those presentations? Well, uh, Hunter and I actually gave them. Uh, Spanish is both of our second language and we were actually so nervous to give the presentations. Uh, even though both of us had studied Spanish in school growing up, conducting educational presentations and hands-on practical training sessions, well, those weren't really a part of the curriculum in our, our middle school and high school Spanish classes. So it was something that Hunch and I had never done before. Uh, we were so grateful that all of the team in Mexico and the community health workers were very patient with Hunter and myself while we gave the presentations. That's a great way to test out your, your uh, language abilities, right? So what are you doing now in the region to sustain the efforts that you initiated when you first launched the project? Uh, during the initial launch, uh, we first supplied the community health workers with relevant educational materials about HPV and VIA for ongoing use, and additionally donated all medical equipment needed to carry out VIA in the field. Uh, since the initial launch, our satellite team lead, Fabian Monita, has been delivering continued education presentations. In 2021, for example, we really honed in on providing the community with breast cancer prevention education in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, both on Zoom with the community health workers that we had educated during that 2020 CCAP in Mexico launch and in person at a local breast clinic. And now we are working on three new projects, uh, the first of which is to deliver health promotion workshops about cervical cancer prevention and general sexual health to university students. Uh, the second of which is working with a breast clinic to deliver ongoing education to patients. And the third of which is working on an official foundation partnership with a large university in Jalisco. That's really cool. Is there anything else you wanted to add about CCAP in Mexico? Yeah, I would personally just love to thank everybody who contributed to the first ever international project launch, both internally to CCAP Across the Map and all of our external partners with the TIA Foundation, the local doctors, and the amazing brigade of volunteers that worked alongside us.
Being able to do work like this on a global scale requires a lot of moving parts and a team of really dedicated and hardworking people to pull it off. Like we said before, this project was truly years in the making and it laid the groundwork for all of our future international projects as a solid foundation and learning experience to improve upon for the next projects. Hunter and I are always so grateful to have the opportunity to globally educate health workers and community members about prevention of such a preventable disease, cervical cancer. And we know we couldn't do it without our exceptional internal CCAP across the map team, our external partners, uh, community members in the communities that we work in, and supporters of our mission to save the cervix. We'd like to thank Jillian and Hunter for coming on our first podcast episode of season two of What the Health and sharing about their experience in launching the initiative CCAP in Mexico. Stay tuned for our next episode and give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok at CCAP Across the Map. You can additionally stay up to date with us on our YouTube channel and through our website, ccapglobal.org. Thanks for listening to What the Health, and we'll catch you next time.